So welcome everybody back to Velo Sound. Um, next Friday we'll see the publication of a very very popular band. I would say it's October twenty eighth when the new Dead Cross album will be released onto this world, and I am very happy to have one of them here, Michael Crane. Michael, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. So, Michael, where are we catching you right now? Um, I actually woke up about an hour ago when I'm having breakfast and coffee. I, I, I would have been up already, but I played a show last night, so I didn't Ooh. get home till late. Yeah, which is fine. So, Michael, one thing that interests me, how many miles do you make a year on the Pacific Highway? Because you have fans in San Diego and in Los Angeles. Mm. Well, I I don't have any fans in San Diego at the moment. Justin is in San Diego. Yeah. But I drive on the Pacific Coast Highway at least once a week, taking my dogs to Malibu to, to take them on a hike. So... So then, if you are in a car so often, would you agree that every record in some way has to pass the car test, so to speak, in order to see if it's really holding up? 100%. <laughs> Literally every record I've ever written, recorded, or played on, uh, produced, when it's in the mixing phase, it always has to pass the car test. Of course. So the new record yep. that is coming, the new record that is coming out in five days, how happy and content are you personally with it? Wait, it comes out in five days? Yeah, because today when we publish this, it will be um, October 21st. Wait, isn't it September? Oh, yeah, when you it is and we will funny. not cut like, this crazy. out this will stay in so the, today when we are recording it is september when you are listening to this folks it's already october and the record will be out in five days so michael that, how that's happy, hilarious yeah how happy are you with two i'm it, it, it turned out better than i thought it was going to mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm very pleased. And how much of a personal record is it for you yourself? You know, it turned out to be more personal than I thought it was going to also. Um, it, in hindsight, it makes perfect sense. I had just beat cancer and I was still sick. So, I would so, say literally that record was recorded with blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. So, how must we imagine the process? Have you, ha, had you been writing during chemotherapy, or did all of the writing and recording happen afterwards? A lot of the writing had already started before. Mm -hmm. Then I've 
always had riffs and parts and some loosely assembled songs stored on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I had some material and Dave and Justin and I had kind of arranged some material as well. But when I was sick, there was like going to chemo, there was no way I could write or, or play guitar. I was just basically, basically a death door. But um, Ross was also incredibly involved in the arrangements and, and such. And yeah. When, when looking back at that time, which happened after your successful battle with cancer, um, mm -hmm. did that also in, in which way did that influence the record and the writing and the songs themselves? Well, on my end, um, I had nothing to do with the song titles or the lyrics. Except for Christian Mystical Crisis, which was a name I thought of in the 90s to name a band for Justin and I. Oh. That never never came to fruition. But what was the question again? I'm sorry. I, I veered. How, how, did we, how did your own fight with cancer, how did that influence the songs and what they then became? No, no, sorry. How did your personal fight with cancer influence the songs? I think um, it's definitely in my playing. Mm -hmm. it, it influenced my playing, you know, completely. Um, I didn't notice it, but the other guys noticed it. When we, especially, because, you know, after the records, after a record's done, and you agree on the mixes like i don't yeah. i don't listen to it honestly ever i've ne i've never like rarely have i sat and listened to something i've done after the fact you you know you just move yeah, on after, after it's done right yeah that's it but with this one um when we did the photo shoot a few months ago um that we did we met at my studio hey stop it it was my one of my dogs don't Oh, champ. Um, so you met at your studio. We met at my studio for the photo shoot. And um, we listened to it. Like, let's, fuck it, let's put it on. We've never, you know, we don't listen to it together. And, and I hadn't listened to it like that. And I was like, holy shit, this sounds fucking good. And the guys were like, dude. Crane, you're good. They call me Crane. Crane, your guitar playing. Like, dude, you can hear it. And I was like, wow. That's the first time I noticed anything like that. Mm -hmm. That you could maybe pick up in my playing how sick I was and how what I, what I was going through because it came out. It came out in my in my playing. So, did that answer the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It does. It does. So, um. You know, when I listen to it, I, I feel as if there is some kind of, there is an extra level of pissed offness, I would say. Oh, uh, yeah. Know, it's yeah. like, it's, it, sometimes it sounds to me as if it's like, if this is like your 
fuck you cancer record. I don't know if that's any way of absolutely saying that's a no 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 that's a perfect way to describe it. That's exactly what it was. So your your bandmates, of course, they they knew about your physical problems oh, yeah. and they knew about everything because I know that, for example, you and Justin go way back. Um, uh -huh. Would you say that this record has brought the four of you even closer together? It definitely did in the studio and while we were making it, yeah, one one hundred percent. And Ross is also very personable, and um, he has a very unique style of getting performances out of people and bringing people closer. So. Yeah, and it's hard because everyone, you know, like life is busy. Yeah. Everyone, and, and, you know, for guys like us, we play in so many projects and do so many things. You lose touch with people. Even if yeah. you live in the same city, you, you know, even if you live in the same city, life, you know, the world keeps spinning. And, but it absolutely brought us close together, closer together. And, um, Yeah, so to, to answer your question, yes, it did. And it definitely is the uh, the the fuck you, quote unquote, fuck you cancer record. <laughs> so perfect, which is very interesting, because as you have already said, you knew Justin, like basically 30 years ago. Um, many people will probably not even know that you uh -huh. were friends before you got together in Retox. But uh, right. can you can you describe it a little bit? How long or how far back does your friendship go? We met in 1990, uh, I think six or seven. Mm -hmm. um, my band festival, the festival of Dead Deer, and his band, the Crimson Curse. You did a you did a split, right? I just remember like. Oh man, we gotta go play in store. We're not even gonna get fucking paid for this, you know. Like, <laughs> we we need to be able to get back home to downtown LA to get drugs before they stop selling for the night. Like that was literally our. And there is a video of that show. There's a video okay. of it, and it's not bad. It's really not bad, and you can see it. You can see it in us that we're just like the band is. Is by all accounts the band that band was pretty good. Um, I really liked that band. You mean but, Crimson Curse or Festival of Dead? Oh yeah, they're both, both. <laughs> but yeah, but, but by all accounts, yeah, you get it's it's a really funny video to watch, just because you can tell, like, oh my god, these guys aren't going to last long. But <laughs> so At yeah, least that was one band, right? Seven. That was yeah. one band. Chris Tathwell went on to do Moving Units. Mm -hmm. So he had some success as well. He's an incredible drummer. And Dylan went on to do other things. But yeah, so that was that story. And and since then, so, okay, so since that time, um, I had some, I had communication. Justin got us on, you know, another good show in San Diego. And, and we started cultivating a friendship that way. But again, I was so messed up on drugs. Like I was in and out, you know. I research after that band broke up. I he he did put out that split, and then he and then I resurfaced after, you know, getting clean and 
coming around again. He's like, I want to put out a, a full length of, of that band. Um, ah, yeah. He, which did he do a, a compilation yeah, of all did. the stuff that you did? Exactly. Exactly. Because we never, we were too fucked up to get in the studio and record a full record. So he just, there was a compilation of our work. And um, he put that out. And then while that was getting put out, and I burnt, I spiraled and burned out again on drugs. And you know what I mean? So there was always a lot of off and on. And then, I, you know, I didn't see him for, you know, for years. I was just out there, you know, not doing well. And then when I, we finally reconnected, would have been not long before we started Retox. So two thousand sometime and, around 2010, right? Yeah, nine or 10, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. And, you know, then that moment when you got back into being a, let's say, full-time musician or somebody whose main interest is in music, how was it to step on stage with Retox for you personally? Oh, I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I was so into it. Did you then appreciate it? Did you then appreciate being a musician more than before? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. No, it was about the same. I just I missed it so mm-hmm. much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, when we talk about that cross again and the new record, which is interestingly in sometimes in one second, one second, it's like the most aggressive thing that that cross has ever put out. And then the next moment, it sounds like straight out of Motown with a lot of soul in it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, that also is very interesting to me. How, and then my question must be like, how democratic is a band like that cross with four so so amazing musicians? How how does that work? Um, I mean, a lot of it, you know, any guitar driven music, I think it starts with the riffs. Yeah, the the guitar riffs. I think yeah. that's just pretty common. So a lot of my riffs will steer the ship, or a lot of my riffs um with with the drums you know like the the driving whatever's driving the song um but then you know justin's also had some he has such a unique sound you know i i love justin's um tonality and his style he's got a great style he's so incredibly talented but there's been parts you know times when he's played just this really weird dark bass, even mm-hmm. like just a note, and we're like, oh wait, or also usually me, I'm like, dude, do that again, do that again. <laughs> and then we'll, and then Dave and I will just jump right on it. But the way that you talk yeah. about it, it sounds very often as if it's first of all, when it's about the music, not about the lyrics and melodies, but the music, it's Justin, Dave and you. And then Patton joins sometime later. Yes, that's correct. But, you know, and Patton likes it that way. He's like, no, 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 I want to do it this way. You guys do the record. You guys do the songs and then send them to me. Okay. He's only had minor input, you know, like he's told me, 
you know, hey, Mike, g- give me a key change in that song. Or, you know, I love that shit. But usually, because he's so used to steering the ship, you know, Mike Patton is like, he's a fucking one-man band if he wants to be, you know? Yeah. He can do it with his voice. That guy is insane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, for this band, this process really seems to work. So then the way you describe it, it sounds as if he also enjoys taking a step back and first of all, let you free do your thing. And then he joins in at some point. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Which is very unlike the image that people have of him, isn't it? Um, it is. Well, I feel like I feel like people don't really know Mike Patton. Like that guy... Definitely. That guy is a mis- mystery, man. He is. There's a lot of levels to that dude. He's his musicality is is fucking insane. He's I I and I don't use this term lightly, but I you know musically, he's a genius. I put I definitely put him in that category, and I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, a lot of other people would too. But then again, correct me if I'm wrong, but then again, Justin and you also do vocal duties on the record, don't you? No, I don't. I Live, I do. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, on, on the first record, it was all Mike. Mm-hmm. And I think, I could be wrong, maybe Justin had a few on there too. But on this record, on two, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, Justin's very involved in the, the vocals. On this one, Which but is no, very not on the recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Justin's got a great. He's got a great scream. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's got one of the best screams I've I've ever heard. It's so good, and it's also very noticeably Justin, I think. Right? Um, oh yeah. You, you have said that uh, you don't have to do a lot of stuff with like titles and lyrics and such but you you came up with the idea to christian missile crisis and of course i have to ask this because of course in some ways for the band not only the music is important but also those i would say those little puns you know those little ambiguous song titles like reign of error or like christian missile crisis uh, do d- does Patton come up with it, or do you, as a band fan, say like, okay, the song could use this topic or that topic? No, I think it's whatever Patton wants to write about. But yeah, he came up with. Uh, I'm almost positive, "Brain of Error." I think I could be wrong, but he he's a wordsmith. Justin is too, you know. I mean, we're all like. You don't, in my opinion, you don't you, you don't get into art this heavily, any kind of art, unless you got a few screws loose, you know, mm-hmm. which which typically means that you're a really creative person. So for any any one of us could you know are capable of coming up with something that uh, that clever, I guess is the way to put. Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, I think. But obviously, like. Mm, but obviously, um, Patton's been writing lyrics for phew, a lot Four longer years. than I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
looking at it, would you say that, I mean, like we, we all know that that cross has some kind of agenda in commentating on what is going on in the world. Would you say that uh, this again is like one of those examples of a band having fun, but at the same time also like putting the finger on the wound and saying like, look at it, folks, as much fun as we're having, but those are things that are wrong. Well, for me, no. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't use music um, typically to talk about political or anything. It's music is my escape. Mm -hmm. Music is for me. Music is to keep me from killing myself. Mm -hmm. That's why I started playing music. I needed to escape. Um, it's, 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 it's personal. It's art. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Justin is very politically minded and he, he really likes to, uh, uh, commentate on current events and everything. He's really good at it. And I think for Patton, it's probably a mixture of both. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because you have so there are ele elements. elements. Yeah, a lot of yeah. levels again, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think it's pretty easy for those guys like those two to derive um, poetry out of current events. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense? No. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. poetry commenting on what is going on. Um, exactly. For for me, however, like I said, it's like, no, this is a personal journey. Yeah, the world is fucking fucked up, obviously. But you got you got plenty of people to already tell you that. You got all the news outlets and newspapers and this and that and the other. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't want to talk about that. You got plenty of people talking to you about that. For me, it, for me, it's personal. Then let's talk about the music, because what struck me is that many of the songs are are driven in a way they sound as if there is like a real drive to it as if fighting demons whatever in your case fighting to get over that hump of recovering from cancer but the songs often very often they seem as if they're just about to jump off a cliff they're so nervous at some times but then again they get that little pushback and, and don't make that little jump, that deadly jump over a cliff. Is that something that interests you? Like, how far can I take oh. it? How many notches can I take it? Wow, yeah, I, I never thought about that. But hell yeah, because that's how I live life. To the fullest. That's, uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it <laughs> caught up with me. Um, All the way to the edge. I love that shit. I love, mm -hmm. I love living life like that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, like I, I would put on like Slayer, South of Heaven, or mm -hmm. or Bauhaus in the flat field, or Butthole Surfers, you know, all the way to eleven, to where it was, you know, making my fucking ears bleed, and just drink a bottle of whiskey so fast while 
chain smoking and then driving drunk to go score heroin and then you know what i mean you know where this is going yeah i know and and drive so fast and just scream to the music that has been my journey so it makes perfect yeah it it makes perfect sense Uh, you you have been talking about Bauhaus and you also mentioned Slayer interesting examples um, but that cross somehow brings back the old 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 school hardcore sound that many people have totally forgotten about I would say um, so can you give us your favorite hardcore or hardcore punk band oh Um, I was really, besides uh, the obvious ones, besides the metal, you know, like mm-hmm. I just mentioned Slayer and and all the, the first four Metallica records. Um, I really loved DRI. Mm-hmm. I really loved Flipper. Um, the Screamers. I loved... Um, Give me a sec. I just had another one. Oh, Wipers. Yeah. Greg, Greg, Greg Sage's guitar playing is... Man, that guy. Fuck. Like, people need to fucking recognize that dude and that guy's song, that song craft. I know Kurt Cobain did and and, um, and uh, Mark Lanigan, like, a lot of people recognize that guy's genius and stole from him. So did I. Um, God, who else? If 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 we say hardcore, I always figured um, you to be like a million dead cops guy. Not so much. Justin okay. and 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 Patton are really from, are they're really into. They know way more about NDC than me. I mean, I'd listen to them, but it wasn't like that. Wasn't my thing. I was way more into like the butthole surfers and. uh a lot of the amphetamine reptile record stuff that mm-hmm. came out in the 90s and late 80s. Oh, uh, Guy Croizen. Yeah. Oh, man, they're a fucking killer. I love that stuff. Uh, of course, the Dead Kennedys. You can hear that in my playing. Mm. Some East Bay. The Cure. Yep, I love The Cure. Robert Smith is one of my favorite artists ever. But interestingly, um, I only, if I looked it up correctly in your discography, you ever, ever only recorded one cover of another band. With Retox, you yeah. covered Garbage Man by The Cramps. Oh, no, we also, we also uh, recorded Fascination Street by The Cure. Oh, good choice. Wait. I have to look that up. Did we record that? Maybe we didn't record that and only played it live. Shit. No, I, I thought we recorded that. it. But the question where I'm heading is, if you could choose one artist to cover any song that you've been involved with, which artist or band should cover which song? Um, um, I could only cover... Oh man, that's tough. You got me on that one. Um, 
Let me think about that. That changes daily. Okay. You know what I mean? That that's. But man, that's tough. Um, Who is it? Let me hold on a sec. I can hold on. I can tell you kind of. Let me look. Who is I listening to? God, that's so tough. I don't know. Um, so, nah. so let's say Mike Michael Smith from The Cure could cover one of your tracks. Uh, which one would you say would be interesting to hear him interpret? Oh, Robert Smith. One of yeah, my Robert tracks. Smith. Sorry, not Michael Smith. Robert Smith, of course. Sorry. Oh, no problem. Um, Like a, a Dead Cross song? Any of your bands. Oh. Oh, I would have him cover one of my solo songs for okay. sure. Because my solo shit sounds like I'm inspired by The Cure and stuff like that. I have a so song called, um, oh my God, what's it called? I am so bad with my own music. I'm the worst with my own music. Like, I have to ask people, you know, is that, did I do, wait, what band was, did I record that? That's me. Um, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Oh, that shit's good. Who is that? That's your band. Yeah. Me, not him. I have a song. I, I think it's on Spotify. Like I didn't really promote it. Nobody knows about it. It's just stuff I like to record and put out there, but it's a song called me, not him. Okay. And I know he could, he could probably sing and play it 10,000 times better than me. <laughs> he would make it sound way better than me. But so, Robert Smith, uh, any old Cure stuff, I would fuck it. Old Bauhaus, Cure, um, gave it a boy. Um, the classics, so to speak. Yeah, man, that stuff is, that stuff really hits home for me. So, uh, First of all, thanks for all these answers. And of course, here at Vale of Sound, we always love to end our interviews with our infamous quickfire round. I will give you two alternatives and you okay. have to choose one of them and give, if you want to give a short explanations, uh, short explanation. So let's start off with three questions related to that cross. You have to choose between Testament and Slayer. Between Testament and Slayer. Yeah. Did I answer that one? Is that, yeah. is that how this works? Yeah, yeah, that's it. how it works. So you say Slayer? Yep. Okay. Swing Kids versus The Locust. Probably The Locust. Mr. Bungo or Phantomas? Phantomas. Mm -hmm. As you are a car guy. Cadillac or Lincoln? Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Minor threat or state of alert? Minor threat. I don't know who Ooh. state of alert is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna out <laughs> myself on that one. Uh, Roland's first band. Um, Dead Kennedy's. Oh. Dead Kennedys versus the Circle Jerks. Dead Kennedys. 
And now, as you are from California, and I know you don't want to talk about politics, but I think you'll like this one. Reagan versus Schwarzenegger. Oh, my God. Reagan, because that's when all the good music came out. Ooh, interesting explanation. Um, for your next movie night, Cronenberg or Lynch? Which ones did Cronenberg do? The Fly, Mulholland Drive. Oh, uh, oh wait, no, Lynch, David Lynch did Mulholland Drive, right? I like. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Wait, 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 which one? Yeah, did yeah. But so, Cronenberg or Lynch, The Fly or Mulholland Drive? Mulholland Drive. Mm -hmm. And for your next vacation, Vegas or New York City? New York City, but times a thousand. And last one, what do you enjoy more, touring or writing and recording? That's tough. Oh, my God. You got me on that one, dude. Yeah. They are so different and both so necessary. I don't know. You stumped me. Because they're both so important for different. They fulfill different voids. They fulfill different loves and passions. So if you have to choose at this very moment for today, what would you prefer? Going on stage or write new stuff? Going on stage, which I'm about to do anyways tonight again. <laughs> cool. Cool. That is always good. So, Michael, thanks for the interview. Thanks for making this happen. Uh, in five days, people, as we now know, five days from today, uh, you can listen to the new Dead Cross album. My personal opinion is yes. I like it even more than the first one, um, which means a lot. And so everybody yeah. listen to that one. Michael, thanks for joining the show. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. Take care.